What a morning. What a morning. What a privilege to share just for a few minutes. It's a bit of a hard act to follow, Dave. I'm bless you. But um, I can do it. Of course I can. With God, anything's possible. Amen? You know, I remember once, and of course we're talking to dads and fathers, and I remember once as a young man walking, um, we used to go on holiday to Wangamata, the old 1951 Hillman Minx with five kids and mum and dad and all the gear and over the dirt roads and, and uh, we're totally unchristian, non-Christian family. I was the typical young teenager who was searching for something that I hadn't found yet. And I remember one day walking along the beach and crying and whistling or singing a tune. I'm always whistling and singing a tune. <laughs> and it was, it was just a moment when, looking back now, I see that God was speaking to a young man because it was shortly after that I left school and like every good preacher, you have to become a, a, a carpenter. So, you know, Jesus was a carpenter. And I, and I, <laughs> and I went to, I went to uh, work. But, but in that time, I became a Christian, wonderfully saved. And uh, what I want to share with you a little bit this morning is, and it, it just flows on from what Dave's been saying, about the Father heart of God, the love of the Father I lived in a typical family in the 1950s, born in 49, post-war, mum and dad, big bunch of kids, little house, two and a half bedrooms, no room, nothing, nothing, nothing on the floor, an old kerosene heater. And, you know, that's, that's where we were raised. That's where, where it happened for us. But... Um, we, we lived in a loving family, but it was a family impacted by alcohol abuse and uh, too much cigarette smoking. You know, Dad came back from the war a, a bruised and a beaten man, and that's the sort of things that men in those days did. They drank too much and smoked too much and to help bear the burden of what they'd been through. And uh, there was, yet there was love there. There was love there. We'd have some mighty fine parties if you're into parties and Mum and dad would get drunk and, uh, and, uh, and, and there was violence in the home. Yeah, uh-oh. But this time it wasn't dad, it was mum. Mum used to get real mad. We called her Fiery Flow and she'd attack dad. One day she hit him over the head with a milk bottle and he slithered down the wall. Another time we were sure we saw flying saucers in the kitchen, you know, things <laughs> coming and going. But in, take all that away, it was a loving home. There was love in the home. When they weren't drinking and what have you, there was love in the home. But, you know, I was, I was starved of love as a young man in the sense. There was some love there, but I was looking for something else. And it was a, a Christmas uh, conference on Great Barrier Island and uh, a good Holy Ghost preacher was Pastor Trevor Chandler was preaching and the Holy Ghost was moving. We're in an old battered tent and... And, and timber benches and sawdust on the floor. And he was preaching and performing under the anointing of the God of, of the Holy Spirit with words of knowledge as, and, and things were happening. 
And it was there I cried out to God and said, Jesus, if you're real, I want to know you. And when I prayed that prayer as that young man searching for real love, searching for something that I hadn't yet experienced, the power of God came upon me and I was smitten down on the floor and <laughs> laughing and weeping and, and just overpowered by the love of God, the love of Father God. And look, that's in my heart this morning that there are people here and there are men, there are fathers, and you've never experienced that emancipation and that freedom that comes when you get totally taken over by the love of God, by the love of your heavenly Father. And that's my wish and desire this morning, that every one of us, not just the men, the, the dads, the fathers, but the others, ladies, boys, girls, would experience and know the wonderful love of our Heavenly Father. And you can talk to jo Jan, she'll, she'll tell you that I just love God. I just love my Heavenly Father, you know, because, yes, Jesus is the Son and the Holy Spirit, but we need to see also that there is a loving Heavenly Father that is there, that has orchestrated all this to happen that he might draw us to himself and that he might show himself to us. And it's my just my heart and my prayer today that not a person would leave this gathering, would not experience the love of God the Father because, you know, God wants to totally, totally change us and, and bring us into that place where we know, you know, our father in that way. You know, you can't really be a good earthly father, I believe, if you don't know your heavenly father. And I know that there are many good men, don't get me wrong, that are not Christian and would not agree with that, and I understand that. But in my experience, if you're going to be an effective father to your family and uh, to other people that God brings into your life, you need to know your heavenly father, not just in some contractual way, but you need to experience his love. You need to experience his power in your life. You need to experience the freedom that he brings in your life. And then you can pass it on. You can model it. You can share it with others. And so, you know, I just hope and pray this morning that you will experience the love of God. When I was thinking about that, and, and we've all heard the story many times about the, the son who left his, his dad and mum and family and went off to a far land. He came to his dad and said, I want everything that's owing to me. I'm not sticking around home anymore. I want to go to the bright lights of the city and have a good time. And uh, the father relented and gave him what, in the value of whatever money it was, he gave it to him and said, well, goodbye, son, and the son went off. But, you know, the heart of that father, he, his heart was broken. His heart was broken. And we don't know for how long that he was away, that, that son, whether it was weeks, I believe it was months, it was probably years. And I began to think about that father that loved his son. He had two sons. He, this was the younger of the sons. And just what that father was going through, knowing that his son, he wasn't worried about the dollars and cents, that his son was in some foreign land, some place far away, and there was no email, there was no, you know, no telephone. He'd had no clue as to what was happening in his young son's life. 
But I believe every day that man rose in the morning and he prayed his prayers and he prayed for his son in a far land, not knowing what was happening or where he was at or what sort of pressure he was under. And day by day, week by week, he, he would go out and he would look to the distance, to the, 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 the path that leads to the local village in the distance and see, is there a chance that my son is coming home today? Can I see my son? Day by day he would do that until one day he lifted up his eyes, what does the Bible say? It says here, while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and he ran and he braced him and he kissed him. Hallelujah. And while he was afar off, and it doesn't matter where we are in God, far off from God, separated from God, separated from things that hold us back, that bind our lives, that, that stop us from knowing God and all His fullness. doesn't matter how far away from God we are. God is looking for us. God is looking for us. You can't hide from God. I've tried at different times. You can't. He knows where you are. You can't hide from Him. And His eyes are there. His eyes are upon you. And He saw His Son came, come and he was filled with compassion and he ran to his son and kissed him and welcomed him, embraced him and said, welcome home, son, welcome home. And, you know, we need, we need society full of fathers that have a heart like that man had. Not just for our own children. we got three lovely adult children and eight grandchildren. But have a heart from the rest of society that are out there, as Dave was challenging us before, you know, that we look beyond our own little house and, and, and family and we look beyond to the world in which it's, they are desperate to know the love of our Heavenly Father. You know, you, you, if you watch the news and it's depressing, I know, you, you've, all this stuff comes into your inbox and everything else, the world's in a terrible place. Today we've got the highest rate of suicide of any country in the world because of our lockdowns and everything else and the effect on our young people not being able to engage with others and, and have a normal sort of social life and, and the, the separation in families, you know, and it's all just compounded what was already a problem in society. And the answer is for them to know the love of our Heavenly Father as I did as a young man, as you did, God bless you, to know the love of our Heavenly Father. Two Corinthians 6, verse 18, it says, And I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Paul preaching to the Corinthian church, I will be a father to you. God wants children. Amen. He wants heaps of children. Jan and I had the privilege once of going to Korea to Yongi Cho's church and we landed there, went and stayed in their big um, high-rise accommodation thing next door to the church and we, we woke up on the Sunday morning and there were just myriads of people in the plaza below going to church. 800,000 were attending his church at that time. And because God wants 
a family. God wants people of all ages, of all ethnicities, of all sorts of backgrounds. He wants them because he's a father. He has a heart. When he created Adam and Eve, you know, Adam, he saw Adam and he thought, this is good, you know, I've done a good job there. But then he saw he was alone. And so God took from the side of Adam a rib and from that rib he created Eve. So taken from Adam's side, she was to stand beside Adam. And that was the start of the families that God had planned in this earth. And it's no different today. God wants to enlarge the family. Hallelujah. He wants to do it in our neck of the woods, in New Zealand and the world. We're coming to a time when so much is happening in the world and God is wanting to extend his family. The things are getting darker in one aspect, but lighter in the other because the the Lord is raising his people up and, and stirring the church up. So I just want to share that this, this morning about the Father heart of God. A couple of little other things that I would say that in my experience, married to lovely Jan, <laughs> it's not just me as father sitting on my throne and decreeing what we're doing, what, There's a partnership, and I believe that's what happened right there in the beginning when God created Adam and Eve, a partnership. And together we stand. Together God uses us, and together we're effective to be effective for him. And I just want to, though we're focusing on the fathers today, hey, mamas, mothers, wives, single Parents, God bless you. You know, it's a partnership. We're all in this together, you know, and as we extend out from ourselves, is that clock mean anything up there? 104. Okay, yeah, I've got to watch that. I've got one minute to go. But we're in a partnership, you know, and that's the great thing about church life. Church life is that we're partners together. We're working together. We're together. We're not alone. We're not, you know, um, separated. We're part of each other, and that's the important thing. So, you know, bear that in mind. We're a partnership. And the other thing is, Dad, look, just a couple of little things here. Be positive in your family, in raising your family, and being part of that family. Be positive. You know, we had a neighbour, God bless him, him and his family have moved away now, but we had a neighbour and we went over there when we first built our house and uh, he came up there and he was quite a big fella and a loud fella and he said, oh, uh, I'll get my, my, uh, my wife. And then he said, where are you, old goat? That's what he called his wife. And Jan and I thought, my God, what have we got here? You know, this beast of a man calling his wife an old goat. And he was serious. Every time he referred to her, he talked to her. You know, it's no wonder that t- things turned to custard in their life because he didn't know how to treat his family, and he was a broken man and and, and he didn't know how to treat his wife. And we need to be positive men. We need to realise that it's not even what we say, it's what we do. We model what is important in a family. And it's always encouraging on family, on Father's Day when the the email comes, the the text comes or the emails come from my daughter, one of them's in Europe at the moment and Johnny's and Cambridge and other family are coming today, but the the lovely things they say about their dad, (laughs) it blows me away. It's humbling. 
you know, they, they talk of how uh, I've affected their lives and uh, the, the difference that it's made and the help that it's made to them. And that's what we need. We need families that are positive. We need dads that are positive. And when you know the love of your heavenly father, dad, you can minister that love to your family. You can minister that love to your children. And so I just share that with you. You know, there's other things. There's protection that we need to provide. There's provision. Be the provider to your family. But, you know, this world's changed so much. When it was, when we were raised, Dad was the breadwinner. Mum, she just ran the house and looked after the five kids and, well, not just, you know, it was a huge job. And uh, God bless her, you know, I think it was easy for the bloke to go to work and Mum to stay home with all the kids and it was hard. And uh, But, you know, you need to be in that position where you provide for your, your family and your loved ones. Billy Graham said, a good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. And I think, God bless him, he's in heaven now. But Billy, it's been getting worse since you went to heaven because, uh, you know, uh, husbands, fathers are often denigrated, often pulled down criticised unfairly and given a hard time. But it's an on- onerous, onerous job, isn't it? It's a big responsibility to stand in your family and, you know, to bring these kids into the world and, and then to raise them, you know, and, and certainly prayer and, and everything you need uh, that you can lay your hands on, you need to, to bring your family to where God wants them to be. And so I just, my prayer this morning as we close, it's read up there, it says your time zero, uh, is that um, we're just going to pray. We're going to pray. And, uh, and we were praying on, on Tuesday night at the prayer meeting and it's been our heart as we've prayed here this morning that God will just come with his love and his presence this morning and, and capture all of us and just just manifest himself to us this morning and and just bring encouragement in people's lives this morning. Hallelujah. So can we stand together just for a minute? Yeah, have the musos here. There's some lovely songs there about Father and uh, we'll just sing that in a minute. But I, I just, I would like to lead the fathers in a prayer at, the, at this moment. So I'll lead you in a prayer. And then we're going to go from there. But if you're, a, if you're a dad, pray this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you this morning as your son, as your offspring, and Lord, help me to be everything that you want me to be. Help me to be a great father to my children a great husband to my wife, and Lord, to be your testimony to all those people around me. Lord, I just ask that you would afresh, you would just fill me with your love and your presence. That Lord, I might know you in a fresh new way. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I wonder this morning, 
is there any man or woman, boy or girl, that hasn't yet yielded their lives to God our Heavenly Father? And we'd love to introduce you to Jesus, to our Heavenly Father, who sent Jesus to die on the cross for our salvation. I'd love you to be able to respond if you want to do that. And while we just close our eyes, is there any one person here would raise your hand and saying, I, I need to receive the Father's love. I need to receive God in my life. Is there anybody here this morning? The greatest thing you'll ever do is to say yes. You'll say yes. It's the greatest thing you could ever do in your life. The most powerful thing I ever did in my life was to say yes to Jesus and to become part of the family of God. Is there one person? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.